That's uh, Dunokwe with uh, Inyaga Nyaga as uh, we get into the second hour of uh, the Talking Point here on SAFM. And uh, we play that song because we're having a conversation around Ancestors Day. We're celebrating May as Africa Month, as uh, you may know, and uh, we thought it it important to revisit the issue of Ancestors Day. This year uh, marked the third edition, and I say edition in uh, inverted commas of the day, which is uh, commemorated or celebrated on the 8th of May. That was uh, last week sometime. And the Congress of Traditional Leaders of South Africa is calling on government to recognize the day officially. But then how may it help in restoring African values? And also what significant role can it play for us as Africans? Africans in the year 2023. To discuss this, we are joined on the line by Dr. Zulu Mataba Zulu, Dr. Zulu Mataba Zulu, I'm sorry, uh, who's a research scientist and director at the Madiseba University Research Institute. Zolani Mkiva is General Secretary of Contralesa. Good morning to the both of you and thank you very much for your time. Let's start with you, Zolani, and hear how you define Ancestors Day. Good morning. Good morning to you and well as uh, the listeners of SAFM and thank you for having us. Of course, indeed, uh, this is the third edition of the Ancestors Day having been established in 2021 on the 8th of May uh, in Pumalanga province, a decision which was taken by the institution of traditional leadership at large, including traditional leaders themselves, as well as traditional healers, as well as practitioners that are quite very instrumental in heritage uh, sector of our country. We did this uh, because we saw a glaring um, <clears throat> non-participation of our communities in so far as representing their spirituality in our national calendar. Uh, there's a gap in our national calendar in so far as maintaining African spirituality. And we believe that having the Ancestors Day will close ranks and um, ensure that uh, we liberate the African voice and promote without fear and, and without any contradiction the ideals of indigenous knowledge system as well as maintaining the African values and norms uh, in, 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 the, in the public domain. It is something that has been relegated to the background and we do know now, we do know why it's because of colonization as well as apartheid that pushed to the margin anything that was related to Africanity in order to ensure that we are a people uh, who do not have roots, we are a people who don't have consciousness of what actually defines its own people, the natives of this country. It was done in the same context of liquidating our land mass so that we remain uh, people who don't have their own values, but people will forever mimic the West. So we're doing this as part and parcel of decolonizing and localizing and Africanizing space, which is part and parcel of the mother continent. To say to our people, they must not be shy to be associated and to be related to their ancestors. We are related to our ancestors by blood, by spirituality, and everything that goes with all the wisdom. And as the current generation, we represent their dreams, their values, their fears, and their hopes, and everything that uh, they stood for. And therefore, 
ours as the current generation is to take forward all their struggles to the logical conclusion of the total emancipation of our people and reclaim and reaffirm ourselves and restore ourselves in a fully fledged manner as Africans without any fear. Okay. Dr. Zulu Matawa Zulu, thank you so much for your time. I want to hear your definition or your understanding or interpretation of what is meant when they say, <clears throat> excuse me, Ancestors Day. Oh, thank you very much. Yes. Uh, so, obviously, uh, thank you and also thanks to uh, Brother Mkiva. is highly appreciated. And actually, uh, I think he does a great job because it is through him that uh, we get to understand and appreciate the Ancestors Day. And uh, my understanding of it, at least from my point of view, is that we get to dedicate a day whereby we remember those who have gone before us. You know, those who have shed their blood for the emancipation of our land as a near South Africa. And also to remember, you know, the rituals, uh, the totems, uh, our and, and, and so forth. So it is really a very good platform, you know, uh, in that particular uh, sense. And, uh, and, and uh, I Dr. Dr. Matabazulu, is your radio on? No. Okay, because okay, yes. we're getting some bad feedback from you. Go on. Oh, sorry about that, yes. Okay, so, so basically, uh, the, I have great respect for Pradam uh, Kiva in terms of what he has been doing. He has done a lot of work over, over the years. I remember meeting him in Ottawa, more than 10 years ago, where he performed, you know, made very powerful performances there. So really, we say all, all the power uh, to him. Okay. Um, okay. Yes. Let, let's ask the producers to call you back uh, and see whether okay. we can get a clearer line with you, uh, Dr. Uh, uh, Matabo Zulu. But I want to go back to uh, you, uh, Mr. Mkiva, because uh, there's uh, references to spirituality and culturalism in uh, the answer that you gave me earlier on. Where do you draw the line in a multicultural society? Because uh, spirituality, uh, one would argue, means uh, something uh, not always uh, the same same as culturalism for example some some people can say uh you know if, if it's spirit it's, it's a spiritual practice that you want why don't uh you know they take friday i mean sunday as most uh you know uh, spiritual beliefs uh, will follow sunday as uh, the day that they practice whatever their, their their spiritual beliefs may be uh why do we need a holiday if it's a culture uh discussion then how do you what do you you make of the fact that you know uh, even in our Africanness there's major diversity in the practices that we have at a cultural level um, thank you very much I think it's important that uh, we put it quite very clear that uh, we are as Africans uh, highly spiritual beings and when we are born we are born African and everything else then follows uh, for people then get swayed this way and that way. But fundamentally, the message that we are trying to communicate here is that um, the, colon- the coloniality uh, ruined the minds of our people in terms of miseducating them to say that the ancestors are actually demons. Uh, so <clears throat> that line was punched 
and debt to our people for many centuries. We think, therefore, it is important part of re-education, particularly patriotic education, to say that the disconnect that has happened over the years uh, in terms of our connection spiritually with those who came before us needs to be reconnected because we think that we are not making a way forward because we have turned our back to our ancestors and therefore time has come for <laughs> us to bring them along. Now, to answer the question that says that what's the difference between spirituality and uh, a religion? A religion is something that... And culturalism, uh, culturalism. Look, culture is a design of living. As Africans, there are great commonalities with all the different cultural ramifications that we have in the country and the continent. But there's still a great deal of commonality in us as a people. And what, what, what is that commonality? It is our sense of spirituality and how we relate to those who came before us and those who will come after us. That is the uniting factor. And I think what we want to say here is to capitalize on the commonalities because even the differences do not make us a different people. That make, Rather, they make us um, what we call um, a diverse people insofar as uh, when you pay attention to some detail in terms of the cultural nuances. Mm. Uh, otherwise, if you look at the key rituals when a child is born, you know, when, when we do initiation for both the boys and the girls, all the cultural communities of Africa do that. When you look at our burial rites, when you do, when you look at our wedding ceremony, the difference is the spectra. But when you look closely uh, in terms of the protocols and the traditions that are being performed, you will see a great deal of commonality. So culturalism is not something that you can delink or detach from spirituality. Uh, inherent spirituality is the guidelines that are provided by culturalism, which are the unwritten doctrines uh, of guidelines of, of a design of a living of a particular community, which, which are not in themselves static. Uh, they are dynamic. They change in accordance to the time. Mm. There are issues of adaptation which are linked to environment and nature and so on and so forth. So we are not stuck into, primit into primitivism, as it were. But, you know, the African culture has this goodness of moving with time. But all what you are saying is that we must anchor our doings and our thinkings and our dreaming into our Africanity because that makes us a pure African breed which is able to think in itself and for its own interest, first and foremost. Before you go out there, to, to learn from other best practices elsewhere in the world so that you enrich that which you have here and solidify it for you to find progression. I think the reason why many African communities, both in the mother continent and in our diaspora, were not able to make progression is simply because we are stuck in this issue of thinking that when we mimic others, we will actually compete with them. I think this ancestors they give us a platform to say, let's put to test our competitiveness because we've got all the talents and all the gifts in the continent. Instead of using them internally, we decide to export and go to solidify others elsewhere. So it is time for us to decolonize, and decolonizing is to say, let's have a vision that says Africa 
must be among the great nations into the future. So uh, I hope they've got you back, uh, Dr. Matabazulu, and I hope the li- uh, thank you. I hope the line is much clearer. So, uh, yes. they, they, you know, let, let, let's say the day is officially recognized, right? Uh, mm. May 8, I think uh, the day uh, on the table is May 8. We already have 12 uh, public holidays in an average uh, a year, one, I suppose, yes. almost uh, one for each day of the month, if you can look at it that way. So what then... Um, should be the ideal way to commemorate, because I don't want to use the word celebrate, to commemorate it, what would happen? What is the ideal? Why is it a day that has to be officially uh, given this uh, this uh, official inscription uh, ins- by government and, you know, all South Africans in all of our diverse cultures recognize it as a day where we take the time to reflect on issues of our ancestors Dr. Zulu. Oh, no, this line. <laughs> okay. We're struggling, uh, Mr. Mkiva, as, as you can probably hear, uh, with uh, Dr. Matabo Zulu's line. I'm hoping that we again can get him back, but I think we lost him. So you inscribed the day, right? May 8th. Yes. Tell me why May 8-1 and what we mean when we say you inscribed the day because the day is not yet officially recognized by government. Uh, let me start off by saying that, uh, as you know it, the, the calendar, as, as it is followed by many nations of the world right now, it is a calendar that um, was actually forced upon us and we have accepted it as a working document. Um, imposed uh, uh, colonial colonization. So, but we do have uh, the original African calendar, and many countries still make use of both calendars: the one that is the pre-colonial calendar and the calendar that is a colonial calendar. So, when you look into the months of the year, the way they are articulated in coloniality is different from the way they are articulated in Africanity. So the month of May precedes the month of Isilimela. Isilimela is the month where uh, uh, initiation is actually conducted. Uh, that's the original month, uh, which now we call it June. So the way we define the beginning of the year, uh, or the way we count years, we use Isilimela in other contexts. But also September is regarded as a time of harvest and and the beginning therefore of a new season so we came back therefore to the point that we use we must use may for two reasons one in a post-colonial africa may is the africa month because our idea about the ancestors day is that it must be something that must be embraced by africans across the length and the breadth of the continent then number two we said as this month precedes the month of initiation it is the most ideal uh, for us to inscribe the ancestors day on this very month and then we then said let's look at the day we said the number eight is the number that we use when we swear when we make a pledge when we make a salute when we sort of speak to the god of africa it is the month of it is the date of infinity so it is a it is a, it's a number that is associated with goodness, even from other quarters of, 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 of the globe beyond Africa. 
So mm. we thought that it is a perfect number. And by saying we have inscribed this day, it's a day wherein we inscribed it as the formal day wherein we are saying this is going to be the ancestors' day. Yeah. The traditional leadership used their vested powers as the custodians of the land and culture uh, to make that decision. They, yeah. That is within their own powers. Yeah, I I want you to, I have to go to news, but I want you to reflect on a question I also have on top of the answer that you've given me around the fact that uh, part of the challenge is also the fact that how do we quantify that all of us as uh, particularly Africans, uh, you know, uh, uh, know, practice or believe in uh, the issue of ancestry. For example, there's many people, uh, black people like you and me, who lean themselves to what's religion and no longer I have, uh, you know, the practice of of, of ancestry uh, in the way that you've described it on the on the uh, you know on the conversation we've had today. So, how would you quantify that to government when you motivate no. for the day? Please think about it as I go to news, and then you can give me the answer when I come back from news. We oh, are talking okay. Ancestors Day with Zolanim Kiva, General Secretary of Contralesa. Dr. Zulu Matabo Zulu is research scientist and director, and I'm keen to hear what he has to say around the research elements of this Ancestors Day as soon as we get a clear line for him. It's 10.31, Luanda Maome is standing by with the news headlines. Tweet at SFM Radio and at KG Mwekezi. Welcome back. We're talking Ancestors, Ancestors Day, uh, and we're talking Ancestors Day with uh, Dr. Matabo Zulu, Dr. Zulu Matabo Zulu. Uh, Dr. Zulu, your, Matabo Zulu, your name really is a tongue twister for me today, uh, who is a research scientist and a director at the Madisebo University Research Institute, and also Zolanim Kiva, General Secretary of Contralesa. I'd asked a question before we went to break, Mr. Kiva, around how you quantify uh, you know, in terms of the population of South Africa, how many, uh, uh, you know, uh, pr- practitioners of, uh, you know, issues of ancestry for you to quantify that to government to say it's worthy enough for us to make this day a holiday because, you know, there's this many people who are practitioners of uh, ancestry. Um, no, it's very simple. All of us as native Africans, we've got ancestors. We have a biological relationship with our parents, grandparents, great-grandparents, forefathers and foremothers, and those are our ancestors. Anyone who says that he does not have those, then that person is totally miseducated, actually. So we do have ancestors. Uh, It's not a question of whether one believes or not. It's a fact. Now, the issue about re-educating society after coloniality is about ensuring that we conscientize those who have bought into the story by colonialism that our ancestors are part and parcel of that re-education. So when you fight for liberation, even those that did not be learned in that particular liberation. Let's bring in Dr. Matabo Zulu. I hope you your line is much clearer now. I want to hear about any research uh, that you have done around the subject and what kind of findings, if at all, came through. Well, um, we, have, we, we do a lot of uh, research, but I think the question you're asking about quantify, uh, that requires a survey type. 
of research, which we haven't done. Mm-hmm. But just uh, based on a few samples that we work with, uh, at least uh, I, I would say about more than half of, of the people that we have met, you know, they subscribe to indigenous, uh, you know, ancestral uh, veneration. And then, but then if you were to include others, there are others who do the mix, meaning they are ancestral, but they are also Christian at the same time, you see. And then, and, and then there are quite many, I mean, churches like, uh, for example, ZCC, you know, Isayoni, and churches like Shembe, you know, they have that uh, ancestral aspect. They also have the Christian aspect. I mean, those organizations alone, I think they are more than uh, 15 million, I would say, mm. you know, yes. So, so there is, uh, so this idea of ancestral day will really have resonance yeah. in, uh, in large uh, populations of, of the society. Now, it's also going to depend on the government as to uh, what is the minimum number they're looking for in terms of statistics. Mm. Right? And then we could take it from there. So meaning that if they say, okay, you have to prove to us scientifically that a minimum of 5 million or 10 million or whatever the number is, you know, uh, subscribe to this. Then obviously we'll need some research money to, to do the survey mm. and then the data will be analyzed and the government will get the research. Uh, Mr. Mkiva, uh, by the way, uh, Mr. Matawa Zulu, there has to be a radio of sorts that is on on your side. That's the only reason why we get the, that and feedback. Uh, please do your best to either switch it off on any one of your uh, other, uh, you know, things oh, that see. may be open, whether it's a tablet or whatever. That's why it, yeah. it, it finds its way back to us. Mr. Mkiva, I want to ask about the appetite on the ground, right, outside of what government said, because I noticed that on the day of the, and I say inauguration in inverted commas because it's not official yet. On the day of the inauguration, when you went to, uh, it was, I can't remember the name of the venue. I think it was in Bumalanga where you went uh, on the 8th of May in uh, 2021 as Contralesa. You did it in partnership with Castle Milk Stout, right? And I ask that because I want to find out whether there's commercial imperatives that now are going to come in as a result of the day because somebody can put an argument on the table that Castle Milk Stout, for example, has nothing to do with our uh, our cultural practices. Uh, uh, you know, on those days when there's a, a cultural uh, imperative. So, I, 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 you know, when there's a cultural practice. So I want to find out where do we uh, where do we draw the line with, you know, the day coming with specific commercial imperatives or it retaining its, um, its organic nature as you intended, uh, as you explained to me at the beginning of our conversation? Now, KG, let me shut off. Uh, by saying that the inverted commas that you use uh, is not a right thing for you to do. Mm-hmm. Um, allow the traditional leaders as the custodians of our culture and tradition. They have absolute authority. The institution of traditional leadership predates even coloniality. And therefore, it doesn't have to have inverted commas in things that it initiates and things that it causes. Uh, we must speak as a free people, and we must be allowed to do that which must be done in a liberated space. So, 
that, that, for instance, let me make an example. People celebrate here Valentine's Day, and it has got a huge following. It's not an official holiday, but people have adopted it. Some people don't even know where this thing comes from, and we have nothing against that. But I'm saying that people are free to, to celebrate that in the context of love and love death. Now, let me come to the question. The Ancestors Day was launched as Godwin Sagwamatibela under the stewardship of Koshi Matupa Mukwena in his royal residence uh, there in Pumalanga in Bushpatri. That was the most important venue which was then anointed by the institution that we will start with. And certain rituals were performed there, including sacrificing um, a beast. And number two, we didn't do, we did indeed do uh, the brewing of Umkomboti. That was the most important event to lay down the ground for inscribing this, this day. Then on that evening, we then had another ceremony which was done in conjunction with Catherine Mixtout. And the role Catherine Mixtout really plays here is to support the campaign of the day in terms of mobilization, in terms of selling it to the communities. So they are just assisting us. They are not a primary factor here. They are a secondary factor which has come on board to support uh, this ideal so that it penetrates all our communities. Number three, we cannot uh, negate the fact that our people have adopted certain products which are brewed in a modern way. Those include the Cousin Mixed Out and other brands, if I may mention. But we don't want that to blind the real primary objective, and we don't want it also to overshadow what we are trying to do. Of course, um, it is not necessary that... Uh, you, 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 you equate Castle Mixed Out to Contra Leather or the institution of traditional leader. They are more of uh, playing a supporting role rather than a leading role. I'm glad then you made the, uh, the Valentine's Day example, uh, um, uh, Mr. Mkiva. Uh, it's a perfect example for, for, for the yes. point I've, I've been trying to make and why I, I stay in the coats. I stay in the coats because it's not an official date as given to us by government just yet, right? And therefore, I'm within my rights to stay in the coats when I say quote-unquote Ancestors Day. It's a day that's been inscribed, of course, by... Uh, Contralesa. And I go back to the question I asked around the practice of spirituality. Uh, and, and you make the Valentine's Day example uh, that it's a day, right, where people say, uh, you know, we allocate Day X as the day to celebrate love, but it's not an official holiday, right? It's, uh, it's, it's a day that people, you know, commercially uh, practice that so-called uh, love day or whatever you want to call it. So I ask you again, so why is this practice of spirituality going to be different in the way, for example, a day unofficially as, uh, you know, as Sunday has been given as a day for people to go and practice uh, their, their, you know, their spiritual beliefs in their varied nature? Why can it be like that? 
why do we need for it to be an official day that is recognized and given a holiday? Why can it be that, uh, for example, if government comes back to Contales and says, well, can people go and and and, and commemorate their uh, spiritual beliefs or their, their rituals on Sundays in the way that everybody commemorates uh, their belief systems or their spirituals on Sundays? Why would you have a problem with that? Uh, why do you insist on it being a day that is off the calendar that is stamped officially as Ancestors' Day? Now, thank you, KG, for that constructive question. And even though I wouldn't want to compare and make the Ancestors' Day compete um, with the religious days which are on our national calendar, now we are using the issue of Sunday. You know that... Um, as I mentioned, that the current calendar that is used is, uh, is based mainly on the Roman-related type of calendar, uh, European and so on, and it came through here, through coloniality. It's something that was forced upon us. But it's fine. Uh, through uh, the fullest of time, this has come to be something that is now tracking, and, and it is in existence as part of the South African experience and African experience for that matter. But the point that we are making is that in the calendar of the country, there is nothing that really represents the authentic original spirituality of the African native. You know that we are still seeking a total liberation of our people to restore, reaffirm, and reclaim our own dignity in our own country as a post-colonial state. So we must not be shy in doing that. Uh, so the reason why we are insisting on government uh, for at least to have one day out of 366 days a year, that really <coughs> represents the native, the original indigenous owners of this country. have a day there that talks to those who came before us, the founding fathers who made the foundations of this society to be honored, to be respected, and to be remembered, and to be celebrated. So that's why we are doing that. If, if the comparison that we are making um, is about now our calendar being dominated by Christianity, we are not complaining per se about that, but that is a fact. And Christianity is an imported religion, which was used as an instrument of oppression and repression in the final analysis. But through the creativity of our people, we even transformed Christianity and actually made it uh, something that is linked to our own design living. Mm. So I am saying that uh, it is important that in the midst of all the days that are there in the calendar, let's all agree as South Africans that we do need just a single day. We are not asking for a big mm. Just a single day that begins to maintain African spirituality. That's a different type of spirituality that we are talking about. You know, KG, let me put it this way. <clears throat> if you look, if you look at the Muslims, Muslims, um, what they practice is not just religion. It is, it is, it is a, it is a lifestyle. It is, it is a, their design of living. There is no difference with them in what they do on a Monday and what they do on a Sunday. They are, they, they live what they do. There is a difference with church goers who go to church on a Sunday but they, they, they still practice their rituals on a Saturday. That, that's where now you need to, to, be, to, be, to be clear about what we're saying. Our people 
will forever, in their majority, be quite, um, uh, uh, you know, uphold their spirituality in, in the original sense. But they will still go to church because that's what they have been educated what I don't want us to do though is uh, is get into a content a very contentious uh, you know discussion around uh, the, the value of of, of people's uh, different beliefs whether that be Muslims or Christians I want to though hop on on the issue of uh, the transformation of the calendar uh, you know and, and why it should find uh, expression to you know the African majority and I want to bring uh, Dr. Matabo Zulu back. Hopefully this line is playing ball with us now. Because, I mean, you know, Dr. Dr. Matabo Zulu, a transformed calendar for South Africa. Because actually, when you look at an an international level, even here in in Africa, 12 public holidays is is the general sort of norm wherever you go (laughs) in the world, right? I mean, countries like Kenya, uh, Angola, you know, also enjoy 12. And, and I'm not I'm not holding on to the number of 12 public holidays. I'm just talking about that as it being the, the general norm. But I want to I want to hear your take on what Mr. McKeever is saying around the importance of transforming the calendar and the calendar that we currently follow or, uh, as South Africans, uh, you know, still uh, sort of entrenched around issues of colonialism. Why should we be having a transformed calendar? Uh, why should we have that type of calendar find expression uh, to South Africa? Well, that's very important. Before the advent of the ECC Euro-Christian colonialism, uh, we had an indigenous calendar that had 18 months. So, uh, so that calendar, of course, was uh, removed, and then, it, and then we have today Gregorian calendar of 12 months. And another thing about this calendar is that it is based on European season. See, I spent most of my life in North America on the Arctic country of Canada. So um, uh, the seasons there correspond exactly with the calendar that we use here. So we need a calendar that will foreground African seasons, for example. Let's make a a simple case. So what people call, uh, you know, Passover, Paseca, stuff like that, uh, around April. So that is actually spring in Europe. So we are celebrating the, the spirituality of Europe right here. Mm. But anyway, exactly. So, but, but anyways, uh, the transformation of Canada is critical, but we need to define what we mean. Do we mean transforming uh, the Gregorian calendar by adding a new holiday there? Mm. Or are we talking about a new African indigenous calendar? And then using that as our calendar, which is based on our seasons here. Yeah, I suppose that's going to be an important question. So how then, then, how do we deal with the misconceptions? Uh, Dr. Matabo Zulu, I stay with you again because we haven't heard you for the large part whilst trying to clear out your line. Um, How do we deal with, uh, how is a holiday, right? Let's say uh, government comes to the party and the activism that uh, uh, Mr. Makiva and Contralesa are, uh, you know, are going for comes to pass and that Ancestors Day officially 
officially does get uh, recognized. How do we then, uh, you know, how does a holiday deal with the issue of the misconceptions around uh, African traditional beliefs? Because, uh, you know, there remains uh, still a lot of miseducation and misconceptions, uh, even amongst Africans, right, around the issue of African spiritual beliefs, the issue around African traditional beliefs, etc. So how does getting an official holiday added to the calendar, the South African calendar, uh, you know, uh, how does it deal with those issues, the issues of misconception around African traditional beliefs, the issues of uh, miseducation around African spirituality, for example, when when we get uh, an official holiday on the calendar? So I think the, the easiest way of dealing with those issues is going to be um, whether we focus more on the operational details or we focus on principles. And I think uh, we need to focus more on the principles of African spirituality mm, mm. because then the principle will easily marry different regions, different you know, for example, take something like a spirituality, which is a principle, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, whereas religion is a detail of a particular church or institution, something like that. But spirituality is a principle at a higher level. Mm-hmm. So you won't have a lot of disagreement if you talk about spirituality, but you'll have a lot of contention, protestation, if you talk about a specific church or religion or something like that. So I think it's going to be very critical for us to have this strategic knowledge of science with respect to the indigenous uh, culture. And, and remember the most important aspect. Our government has the mandate to uh, preserve and to promote indigenous culture, indigenous cultural knowledge, meaning the knowledge of the people who are indigenous to this land. Mm-hmm. You see that. So that in itself is a strong mandate for the government to come to the party, as you say. But talking about misconception, uh, I don't know, because I hear a lot of people on the ground gripe about the connection mm. between Ancestor's Day and the liquor of uh, cattle milk stout. <laughs> you see that? Yeah, and, yeah. And that, is a, and that is a legitimate basis of discontent, because what we are doing, we are not doing it just for ourselves. Mm-hmm. We are also doing it for the future generations. Mm-hmm. So the future generations, when they look at our historical record, they're going to say, uh, but these are the people who, you know, who call, who dispossessed them. Mm-hmm. And they are now sponsoring them with alcohol. What the heck? Where are, where are the Africans who are supposed to sponsor this thing? Mm-hmm. And even the government presents the issue and say that but, but you don't have a strong uh, support because the financial support you receive is coming from a liquor. And we know that African families are destroyed by alcohol. We know that. Right, and so we need to think about those implications. And I understand that you know we African people uh, do not coalesce in terms of financial sustenance, so that we develop this independent financial sustenance. You see, in my institute, uh, Madisabo University Research Institute, we don't, we don't, uh, we, 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 we do our stuff on independent financial means. Most of our philosophy, mm, but mm. of course. It also means that we are not moving fast enough. Mm-hmm. So we publish a number of books and stuff like that. We produce, for example, a, a dictionary called Susuti Dictionary of Mathematics, the first of its kind in the country. Yeah. You see that. 
Yeah. And that's dependency funded, for example. So, so, Mr. Mkiva, let me bring you back, uh, you know, before time uh, runs away with us. So in your conversations uh, that you are having with government now, one, where are you uh, in terms of advancing your agenda? And two, um, you know, are you able to let us in on the kinds of things that you are saying to government, um, you know, around, uh, for example, how this holiday will, uh, will, will unite us, for example? Uh, will create a degree of oneness, particularly among South Africans, if it does get to pass. Can you, uh, you know, can you let us in on the kinds of conversations you are having with government around uh, Ancestors Day? No, thank you. I think it's, I, I like the question because the answer is also encased in the question, the way you articulated it. Indeed, uh, that's the conversation we have with government, and we are saying the government is compelled to actually accept what you are saying because I think we have oversold ourselves in terms of the facts around which we are making this presentation and representation to them. Mm, mm. There's no question about it. This is a compelling case that we are putting across. Well, the government is positive in receiving uh, our proposal. Of course, it's a process to get into the stage where the day is recognized as a statutory holiday, which includes the pink paper, the green paper, the white paper, and all the way up into the bill mm-hmm. before Parliament and the two houses. At, the, at this stage, our communication is with the Department of Sports, Arts and Culture, mm-hmm. and uh, that department is seized uh, in putting together that document. Of course, a government is a very bureaucratic machinery. It, uh, it, it takes time to turn the corner. Mm-hmm. It's a big elephant. But we are breathing on their necks, and we are not being unreasonable. Uh, we are convincing them through logic, uh, because already now uh, the ancestors' day has been well received by communities. So the mass mobilization of getting the masses of our people behind this initiative, we are good to go. So government knows where we are, and we have done a petition, and that petition has had very good results in terms of the support that we have received from across the length and the breadth of the country. I am very confident that um, um, the government, as a government which must listen to the people as a government of the people, they will have to take this thing to the level where we want it to be. But we are saying to our people, they must not wait until that statutory holiday is declared by government or converted. Let's continue on the 8th of May each and every year to honor our ancestors. And I believe that if we honor our ancestors collectively, that for sure will enhance the much-needed unity in our country. Because the issue of apathy and sectionalism is blaring. In all churches, there's apathy and there's sectionalism. And in all structures, you find this thing happening. And it's happening because we're not embracing each other in the spirit of our Africanity. We say, therefore, let's bring our ancestors into the fore and ensure that we don't represent our jackets. We must leave this country intact, in stability, yeah. so that those who come after us must get it 
as a working country and they can improve from where we left off. So in this multicultural uh, society called South Africa and working on the premise that each one of us has uh, ancestors, uh, what what do you say to your white compatriots uh, when you speak to them about the importance of of, uh, Ancestors Day? And I say this knowing there's a couple of white people here and there uh, that are, for example, practicing Sangomas who are very educated on issues of ancestry and uh, the importance. So when you convince the majority of those that don't necessarily uh, you know and or uh, uh, you know lean themselves towards it, what do you say, Mr. Mkiva? Now this is intended first and foremost to unite the natives, the mm-hmm. owners of the land. Mm-hmm. And secondly, those who associate themselves with us are more than welcome to come in and support us. You know, when you there's a saying in English that says, "When you are in Rome, you must do as Romans do." <laughs> so, so we we embrace them. We don't reject anybody as long as they respect the fact that historically, uh, and authentically, and rootically and heartically, this is our country as African natives, and therefore this is the direction that we want to take to reclaim that which belongs to us. Yeah. And therefore, they are most welcome because some of them. Uh, through the South African experience, have become related to some of our families. So we can't, we are not uh, a racist by nature as Africans. Okay. We don't discriminate. Okay. And that's how we're colonized. It's because we're too nice and too welcoming. So okay. we are still holding that value. But okay. we are insisting that this is what we want to do as Africans. Okay, time has gone. Uh, thank you to the both of you. Uh, thank you, Mr. Mkiva, General Secretary of Contralesa. Uh, Dr. Matabo Zulu, your line completely let us down, but where we, we got to, we got some gems from you. Thank you, Dr. Zulu Matabo Zulu, Research Scientist and Director at Madisebo University Research in- uh, Institute. At the heart of our discussion, Ancestors Day. It's 11 o'clock. Luanda Maom is standing by with the latest news.